Hello, welcome to the Nothing But Bricks podcast. In this episode, I talk to another brick filmer, Mind Game Studios. Um, I'll leave his channel linked in the description, uh, so you can check out his his uh, animations. They're really cool, so definitely check his stuff out. Um, yeah. So with that being said, uh, here's the conversation I had with Mind Game Studios. Uh, welcome to episode 3 of Nothing But Bricks. Today I am joined with Mind Game Studios. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself? <laughs> um, hello there. Um, hey everyone, I'm Zach Macias um, of Mind Game Studios. Uh, glad to be here. Cool. Um, so to start off, I was wondering if we could talk about uh, Quarantine Days, the new series on your channel. Yeah, so Quarantine Days is a community project that I organized uh, right around the start of uh, Shelter in Place uh, in response to the the COVID-19 crisis. Um, the idea came about just uh, I realized that, you know, with the world essentially going under lockdown, um, you know, a whole bunch of people are suddenly going to find themselves with uh you know, a lot of extra free time and, and not a whole lot to do just with the, the closure of like work and schools and just, just general life as it is. Uh, there's going to be a lot of people with a lot of free time uh, hanging out indoors. And uh, well, if any, if any group of hobbyists is particularly equipped for those circumstances, it's stop motion animators, I figured. Um, but it just seemed like a really good opportunity that just with everybody um, just kind of in this weird displate, this state of displacement, just at the state of the world. Um, it just seemed like, like it, it was a good time to, or try and organize something to sort of have everybody working towards kind of a common goal, just to, uh, try and build a little bit of a sense of, uh, uh, community and, um, just kind of have everyone, it seemed like a good time as any to just try to bring everybody together to work towards a common cause um, and just feel like we're all kind of in this together. Um, but anyway, uh, more to the point, um, quarantine days, it's, it's basically like, like a Lego robot chicken. I asked uh, animators to uh, send in clips, uh, short clips for about like 10 to 15 seconds, but they could really be about as short or as long as they wanted to within reason, but sending uh, short little clips to me that I could, uh, edit and edit together into a, a compilation video uh, akin to something like um, like Robot Chicken on Adult Swim or the uh, ASDF movie series by by Tom Scott on YouTube. Um, yeah, so I, I began that like in the, the latter part of March. It ran through April. Uh, I expected to get uh, enough entries to, you know, maybe field like a like a 20 or 30 minute video. I wasn't really looking to, you know, do anything, you know, too grand grandiose grandiose with it however you say that but uh yeah but but it ran for about a month and by the end of it i uh had like about an hour and 15 minutes worth of content from like well over 100 uh animators and it just it just made when i sat down with the footage and i started kind of parsing through it it just it made sense to divvy it up into a series so that's how it evolved from a, uh, a single video into a, a six-parter. That's really cool. And uh, I really like how everyone's clips that they send in, like everyone's uh, videos are all very different um, and in their own style. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think if there's one thing I've really kind of learned in the last few years or just learn, and I'm learning to embrace better is it's... Um, it's uh, collaboration and and bringing other people uh, in into your projects to, to make it better. Because um, at least for me, and just kind of from what I've observed historically, brick filming is is very much kind of a solo uh, activity. You know, it's 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 a hobbyist, it, or it's it's an activity for hobbyists. They do it in their homes, in their garages, bedrooms, whatever. Um, most brick films are like a one person show. Like they're they're you know, in charge of, you know, writing it, uh, they build the sets, they animate, they edit it. Sometimes, you know, they, they do you know, a lot of their own voice acting or some, maybe sometimes they'll bring somebody else on. But for the most part, most production is a one person job. Um, 
so you get kind of, you, I got it kind of into my head that just everything about brick filming has to kind of be done by myself. And it just sort of puts a lot of undue stress on myself, especially if there are certain things like I'm not, like I'm not good at compared to others. But in the last few years, I've learned the, I've learned how to kind of let go of that idea that brick filming is like, is like a, like a one person job. And it's like actually really worthwhile to, you know, bring other people on in uh, significant creative roles to your projects. Cause all, you know, w w you know, with the right push in the direction, all that can really do is serve to uh, enhance it, at least in my experience. And if there's one thing that I think the brick filming community has shown it, enormous amounts of just in the, you know, decade and a half, I've been a part of it. Uh, there is enormous pools of talents, storytelling, talent, animating talent, comedy talent, uh, voice acting talent. Uh, there are just there's a wealth of talent in the brick filming community, and it just it seems it, it makes sense to 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 try and pool pool that all together. I guess. I mean, if there's anything that I've learned, it's it's the it's the benefits and the and the advantages of of working with other with other people, even if it's remotely over the internet. But um this just seemed like a really good opportunity to just take that combined pool of talent and try and do something cool with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everyone is really creative in it. And I think that's, it's really cool that everyone was able to um, contribute to it. Well, that so many people were. Um, yeah. So well done for setting it up. Anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's, it's exceeded. I mean, like I said, it, it, went well above and beyond what I uh, originally envisioned. I'm actually, I mean, still kind of blown away and I can't really, can't really believe it. Um, yeah, it, it, the turnout uh, was much, much bigger than I expected. And then, um, I mean, it, it's, it's, um, I mean, I, I, I think it's, it's really impressive. I think it's, it's just, uh, it's a, just a comment on just, just the, the, the brick filming community. I feel just how kind of, just together and, and, and tight knit it can feel, especially in, in times of crisis. I mean, I don't know. I mean, like I, I say that and, you know, we're not, we're not like, you know, solving, you know, a, you know, solving the global crisis or anything like that, but you know, we're, we're, you know, entertainment will always have a place. And, you know, it feels like in a way we're, you know, if we're not doing something, we're at least doing something to, you know, keep ourselves sane <laughs> through it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed the first two episodes so far, and I'm still looking forward to well, the, the future ones. <laughs> yeah. So, um, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, what made you want to start making brick films in the first place? In the first place, um, like I started making videos when I was about like eleven or twelve. I used to make skate videos with my friends. I was a really, really big skateboarder at the time. That was probably what kind of my first introduction to video and filmmaking um i got into stop motion and brick filming specifically uh i think it was 2004 um and i was it was it was uh over the summer and i was hanging out with uh one of my good friends paul he was my neighbor at the time and we were hanging out and we we're just bored skateboarding in the in our little cul-de-sac and he suggests uh, hey uh, let's let's make a movie and i say great let's do it i'm expecting we're gonna make a uh making you know another one of our skate videos but he runs into his house grabs his video camera and a bunch of chess pieces and a stuffed animal and arranges them out on the sidewalk i have no idea what the heck he's doing um so i'm you know i'm kind of letting him uh uh dr drive the uh, uh drive the car but i'm just like like what what the heck like i thought we were just gonna be you know skateboarding but he's like no 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 come check this out so he you know sets the camera on the sidewalk and then hits the record button on and off as fast as he, as he can, as uh, virtually every uh, uh, entry level stop motion animator has done at one point or another. Uh, but yeah, so he hits that record button and then uh, moves a chess piece, hits hits the record button on and off again, moves it again, hits it on and off, uh, removes it, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I'm starting to pick it up, but I'm kind of still kind of like on the fence about like what's going on. But then. But then when he's done with the shot, he takes me, he pulls me aside and he shows me in the camera viewfinder and he uh, 
plays the video footage, but he plays it in fast forward. So it's, it's sped up. So those, you know, one second cuts or those one second frames, you know, aren't so they, they don't, they don't look so bad anymore. And you actually got some decent motion. You, you actually have the illusion of, of movements in there. And, um, I guess for me, that was just, I guess what they call love at first sight, because I was just kind of blown away from it. Like my mind was, was just completely blown. And, uh, we spent the rest of the summer just kind of making videos like that. And my friend Paul, you know, eventually moved on. It was just kind of a fun thing that, you know, we did, but, uh, for me, that was what, um, that was what planted the seed that would eventually become. Uh, that would eventually work its way to Lego animation, which would eventually, you know, lead me to to where I am today. Cool. And uh, what made you want to keep going for so many years with it? It's just because it's been really good to me. Um, it's just it, it's it's one of those things where the the hot the hobby itself has been really rewarding and it's and at the end it's something that i have found like i've been able to really kind of get passionate about and get into and how do i put it? it's just i don't know it's just it's something i i started doing and it just clicked with me and i just it was i thought it was fun and i kept going with it and I kept, you know, working on, you know, practicing and working on my technique and stuff. And by the end of like my first year, I think I just sort of said to myself, you know, like, I'm, yeah, I might actually, you know, not be kind of not not bad at this. You know, maybe maybe there's something to it. Um, but I think more than anything, though, uh, there was just a really great sense of community. Uh, when I first got started, BrickFilms.com was the online haven for Lego animation and this was the pre YouTube days. Uh, so internet forums were still a really, a really big popular thing, but getting videos online was uh, a lot more challenging. It was a lot that it took a lot more of an effort to get short videos uh, seen in like circa like 2002, 2003, 2004. Um, but there was this small but dedicated community of people that were all just on this website just for the sole purpose of uh, sharing, making, and teaching people how to make stop motion videos with Lego bricks. I mean, it was a true, a true hobbyist uh, website and, and a community space. And um, I discovered Brick Films in like, I think it was around 2004, 2005. And uh, it was just, I instantly just merged into that community and i i quickly made a lot of friends and a, a lot of like acquaintances and I, and I was learning things i was finding resources to you know to teach myself how to do things I, um i think it was just it was just that that involvement in that community and just that's what kept me coming back to it because it was not just not just the, the brick filming itself, but it was, it was the, the, just the, the people I had made. It was to, to, I'm going to go ahead and say it. the true brick filming was the friends I made along the way there. I said it. Um, but for real though, it was, I stuck with it just, just because I, I, I made, I made a lot, a lot of really, really cool friends and I, I had every good reason to, to stick around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, we talked about it before in the first episode of the podcast, uh, but I, I think it's like that the the community is such a positive one because they can appreciate the amount of effort that uh, everyone puts into their stuff, even if it doesn't look very good uh, at first. But um, we were also talking about uh, how when people start out in brick filming they focus more on the equipment and less on the animation but i was uh, quite cur- uh, curious yeah to, you know this is uh on that. this is this is a pitfall that i think a lot of that i've observed a lot of young brick filmers and animators fall into and it's one that i have been guilty of myself and um i think it, it comes down to i think at a certain point uh 
how do I put this? F- focus, like like the focus and um and like attention paid to the work of other people was mostly on like the technical qualities. Like people were not focusing on like the film itself so much as like the the fidelity of the animation or like you know like like the 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 way certain shots were framed which is you know not to say that these things are not supposed to be you know you know judged or considered when you know considering the quality of the film but it, it was it was seeing it was not seeing the forest for the trees if if that makes sense um it was it was folk it was focusing so much on the 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 macro details that they weren't seeing the 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 bigger picture and i mean and, and it was it's something that I myself have been been guilty of before, and it, it's it's not a bad thing to focus on these things, but it, it, it when you're not commenting on like when you're not focusing on how well is this joke being delivered, or you know how the you know what is the quality of this story being told, or or um if if you're just focusing on like like say you have a movie that's shot at like 10 frames a second and it, it looks, you know, like it was, you know, thrown together by, you know, somebody who does this for a hobby, but they have some, you know, some of the most, you know, hilarious voice acting and jokes and they have, or they have a really, really excellent story. But there was a period where if that were to be posted, um, most people, or it would seem like a lot of people would be, the first thing people would be focusing on would be like kind of tearing it down for its you know below at below average technical qualities and not really taking into account the 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 intent of the, the of the filmmaker the, the the director um and it's easy to and when you're a young brick filmer and when you're focused on trying to improve yourself and get better and like try to get reach that next step it's easy to kind of lock yourself into a tunnel vision um it's easy to I don't want to get like too like technical or too like kind of I, I, I don't know if this is the right word but it's it's like um it, it's it's like a weird projection of their of like their own of like what they're 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 trying to accomplish in, in filmmaking like they they're, they're focusing only on like the animation for example but they they they, they haven't focused on like the story because like I feel like I'm sorry. I uh, I feel like I kind of lost my, my train of thought there, but let let me back up. Um, I think when it comes down to it, um, focusing on equipment is good, but that's not that's something that should be a focus for down the line. The the first thing I think people should be fo- should be focusing on is like just making films themselves because i think i think if if you're jumping into that deep end too quickly and you're you will probably over overwhelm yourself with the cost of how much this stuff takes to make uh and then all all the like the learning curve of how to actually uh, use it which is you know because the moment you, you you dip a toe into dslr filmmaking you got to worry about things like lenses uh, filters, um, you know, lens adapters, etc., and it's you know, it becomes a big, it becomes a, a big expense, expensive ordeal. But um, sorry, I I feel like I'm, I kind of I kind of lost the uh, the thread of the original question. Can you uh, can you repeat it again? Um, I was just saying that uh, beginner brick filmers tend to focus more on the, uh, mm-hmm. the um, equipment that they're using and less on the animation. Yeah, it's, it's hard not to blame them just because, you know, in, in 2020, it, it's pretty easy to get your hands on like a DSLR uh, on, you know, a decent copy, you know, decent copy of like, or on like Adobe Creative Cloud. It, it's pretty easy to, you know, get your hands on a lot of this stuff, but um. 
tool. Uh, these things are just tools. They're they're tools to make to to make a movie like that. That's that's their purpose in the hands of the animator. Um, having a tool w will not does not automatically translate to a better film, though. Um, it's 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 noble to want your films to look and sound good, uh, but it's more important to make sure that your films are. Uh, that you have that your films are good just in the first place um really focus on those fundamentals of story of storytelling and filmmaking before stressing too much about the technical side of things that will come in time um but i would say folk it's important to learn to get those those uh essential foundations uh uh first Yeah, I I kind of focused more on the the technical side for like uh, a few years ago, and then I kind of mm -hmm. lost interest in uh, brick filming, and then got back into it recently, and and realized it's more about the the animation. Mm -hmm. But I already had the the older equipment, so I was able to take it up again. So I've really mm -hmm. come to focus more on the yeah because the thing is there, there are there's hundreds figures. of talented animators yeah. and like vfx artists out there and they're all there you know there are there are hundreds i mean probably you know thousands i'm 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 speaking specifically about the brick film community so my numbers are you know a little smaller but you know there there are multitudes of talented animators and vfx artists out there all using the same like industry standard equipment um being really good at those is not going to uh, instantly make you stand out. Uh, it's what you do with with you know with those skills that is is going to you know make make the name for you. So, so I just, so I guess what what it comes down to is like always. Um, what it comes down to is. The, the mastery of filmmaking, I, th I think, will always supersede mastery of of equipment. If that makes any sense. Mm. Yeah, yeah, uh, totally. Yeah. Uh -huh. All right. So, um, what's the? Have you ever had to build like a really massive set or anything? Um, not really. I've worked on some really big sets, but I haven't really built a lot of big ones myself just because, uh, I don't, my Lego set is like kind of limited in, in comparison to a lot of the people I know. Um, I don't, I typically don't have a lot of, a lot of space for like a big expansive set. And to be honest, I, I don't, I don't consider myself a very good uh, Lego builder. Um, in fact, to be quite honest, build, uh, building sets is like one of my least favorite parts of uh, of brick filming. Just because, I mean, I love Lego, but I've I've never been much of a master builder. I I, I don't have the, the 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 eye for it, and I try to, but like it it never quite comes out the way I always, I always wanted it to. And, that, and that's something that that's always kind of, kind of frustrated me. Um, so typically when I build sets, I, I, I keep them simple. I, I stick to the, my, my guiding principle in set building is build only what the camera is going to see because uh, otherwise you're just going to, you're just going to spend a lot of time and resources on, uh, on assets that uh, is not even, not even going to be in your film. So I, I am a strong advocate for build only what, what the camera is going to see just because um, it's the um, it just it's, it's just it's a waste of time to 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 unless, of course, you really enjoy you really love Lego and you, and you love building. I I love Lego. I don't love building. So I try to minimize the, the amount of frustrating work that I have to do uh because of that and for me that's set building right yeah i i'm the same i 
I don't really enjoy it because, um, yeah, it's also the same for me. Like I can't uh, get it how I wanted, how I had it in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, uh, my brother's a lot better at that. So I asked him to build some sets for uh, a bigger project that I was doing. Um, yeah, and yeah, and going back yeah. to what I was saying earlier about collaboration, I um, it's why I I work. Uh, you know, so closely with my friend, uh, Nathan Wells, uh, lately, especially, um, he's, I, I, I think he's infinitely more talented at set building than I. So I, um, and he enjoy enjoys making Lego builds a lot more than I. Uh, so I, it, it, it just became easier to just kind of let, let him be, you know, generally just sort of be, be in charge of that. Um, and it, it takes, an additional layer of stress off of me so I can focus on other things that I, I do enjoy and I am good at. And like, and it's kind of bringing the, uh, you know, Nathan's gift for, for set design to, to fill in, uh, fill in the gap of, of what I, what I think I lack in my own set building. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Um, yeah, I think finding uh, like other people to that uh, would be willing to help where mm-hmm. they're they would have uh, they're better in certain areas is uh, can really improve uh, videos. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exa- exactly. Um, I think okay, but I think the uh, yeah, I've never really built much like many big sets for myself personally. I think the biggest set I worked on was probably. Uh, uh, it, it was on other people's projects. Uh, the biggest sets I've worked on were probably uh, uh, some of the stuff I worked on for the uh, the solo Star Wars story trailer, and I think uh, 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 Forrest Whaley's uh, Captain America three video. Because like those were actually like big big sets built on like gi- like giant tables, and for for good purpose. Because like there there's like a lot going on, and it 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 allowed and like the camera is constantly like moving moving throughout uh, throughout those sets. So, um, it, it made sense to have those be built on a, uh, on, on a really big, on a really big table and like build them out fully. But, um, yeah, I mean, even, even for, for sets like that, like it's, it's, uh, it's good to have like other people helping you out because just cause trying to build sets that big just by yourself is kind of, is, um, I, don't know, I, I think, I think it would probably drive, drive me a little crazy. Yeah, I actually remember um, the Captain America video. Yeah, that was that's one of my favorites. I think. <laughs> I think I meant to ke- meant to ke- keep that answer a lot shorter than I than I did, but uh, but anyways, uh, <laughs> uh anyway, yeah, yeah, I had a Captain America three. Um, Captain America three uh was was great. It was a great experience. I think Forrest really really uh knocked it out of the park on that one. I was I was glad to work on that, but um, yeah, that was probably like the biggest brick film set I've, I've worked on at least um so uh, uh as a professional uh, animator what we're like working with lego figures their articulation is uh very different to like an action figure or something mm-hmm. so um mm-hmm. have you noticed any differences animating with uh larger more articulate figures than with lego figures yeah i can't I can't speak on behalf of everybody, but I find having, you know, come from having, having, having my background be in Lego animation has, uh, really, uh, benefited me in that, in that regard, because when you're used to working with such a, with such a, um, a small figure and, and such a small scale, uh, almost every other, you know, professional stop motion set I've worked on since then has basically just been a, a blown up version of that. And when you get used to, you know, getting these, you know, really subtle and like articulate mo- movements out of these tiny, t- tiny little figurines with such a limited range of articulation, when you make the jump to, you know, you know, 18, 20 inch puppets with, you know, with all, all the, the regular points of articulation on a regular person um, for me, at least, it it was just it was like a piece of cake. It just um it was just 
it was just one of those things where like oh like i see it and i'm just like oh pff, yeah like yeah I, I can do this like i come from I, I come from lego like this guy has knees this guy has elbows like i'm set uh but and, and more than that it's just it, it takes the pressure off of having to like really really be careful with your hands i mean not that you you know, don't have to you know not they not that you don't have to be careful but um when you're working with lego you got you know sometimes you got to really really be careful with you know what you're doing with with your hands because you're working in such a confined space that it, it's so much easier to bump the set or the camera or fig you know in a way that you don't want or a prop but when you're you know when you know you're working on, on a much larger scale you have a lot more breathing room with with your your mobility um so in summation i feel having gotten my start with lego animation has helped me quite a bit in being prepared for animating um in animating larger figures the only difference the only thing it didn't prepare me for was uh rigging was rigging puppets to armatures and uh and the understanding that when you're working with big puppets almost every shot will have like wires and and rig removal because everything you know needs to be supported on uh either on tie downs in their feet or on on a on a, an armature rig uh that's like in their back or something um as opposed to lego which is you know light enough that you can you know get away with with, with sticky tack sticky tack a lot of the time so there are trade-offs but uh in general uh lego animation has has given me uh what i consider to be a, a leg up in and in working with uh, bigger, more articulated figures. Yeah, that's really cool. I saw um your bits and bytes video with the like Rogue One um mm -hmm. the droid shooting. No, that was really cool. Oh, thank you. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm especially happy with the uh, that Blade Runner uh, clip I did. I, I'm, I'm, I really uh, like how that one turned out, and I, and I didn't know what to expect. Because I'd never worked with uh, that kind of an action figure before, I thought, and I was really happy with it. Yeah, that was really cool as well. Thank yeah. you. Um, yeah. Um. So we've we've talked uh, we talked already about um, how building the Lego sets is difficult, but um, are there any other um, grueling parts of uh, animating that you find difficult? Sometimes for me, the the hardest part is um, getting started. I some I sometimes struggle with uh, procrastination and just generally trying to find the 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 will to work. Not that I don't want to, but um, I I have a tendency to be a bit of a raging perfectionist, like to like an all to like kind of a. a to kind of a troubling degree sometimes so part of me resists getting started on projects because i know that once i do it's just going to be like a you know it's just going to be like a dead sprint for me so so to speak just on like a kind of like, like a mental and physical level like i if i'm working on something i really want it to be good um and like i will tend to like kind of sacrifice myself to do that um i mean it's something i'm work i'm working on but uh it, it, it the knowledge that like like i go into a certain mode when i'm working on a project um and it's one that like really doesn't stop until it's done so it's just I have to kind of prepare myself to like you know like okay like the I, this is going to be a lot of work it's going to be a lot of work and it's going to be a lot a lot of hours and you know yourself you know how detailed you like to get you know how much you know how you you know you know how much time that this takes you like you know we're we're still going to do it but you know just you know we we got it you know we got to be prepared um so yeah so basically it's just i sometimes struggle to like getting started is is the hard part but once i do start i i can really kind of fall, fall into into a project and like really get, get into it 
Yeah, I, I'm actually pretty similar. Um, because mm -hmm. I, I had a script and storyboard for a video that was going to be like a really uh, massive thing for me because I've never really done like a, a lengthy video before. But um, mm -hmm. when I before I started it, the the animation part was like the the most stressful part to get started as well because yeah man um like if, yeah because uh, especially with stop and... especially in stop motion when you can go into a shot and know like this is gonna be the next five or six hours of my life <laughs> i'm gonna be in this room on my feet uh in a, in in complete pitch darkness uh, maybe listening to music but maybe not but like yeah i'm, I'm gonna be in here for the you know for the next most of today uh, and you know, and sometimes you kind of gotta psych, you kind of psych yourself up, up for that. At least, for, at least for me, just because you know, it's a it's a day a day in, in a in a in a in a in a cubby. You know, stop motion is great, but some parts of it can 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 kind of wear on you. Yeah, um, like I feel like I get stressed if um I miss a day or something, and then mm -hmm. uh, when I do get some done each day it's a lot more um mm -hmm. rewarding that's the one thing i've learned uh from working as a professional um is the importance uh, i mean the importance of getting a little bit done every day and um learning and learning to be of good cheer about that because one of the i mean i i one of the worst things that i do is i i push myself to like you know work you know insane hours sometimes uh, and then, and then like I, or, and then like, I may have like a day or two where I just like kind of completely crash and I just, I can't do anything. And I start to blame myself and I start to like really get upset at myself for not like having the energy to work. Uh, you know, even, even though I also, I recognize, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pushing myself, but it's, you know, I'm not pushing myself hard enough or, you know, that that's, that's the, the toxic part of my brain speaking, but I find that. once I can let go of like the needs, like have everything done instantly, quickly pronto and like, and can allow myself a little bit of breathing room and like, you know, a couple of days to like, you know, take, you know, take it, take it a little easy, you know, you know, you know, get, get something done and then, and then, you know, allow yourself to take a break and don't feel bad about taking a break because you did get something done. So I think as long as, what I learned is that as long as some progress is made and it can be as big or as small, but you know, as long as you are making progress and you have like a timetable and you're sticking to it, you can, you can allow yourself to feel good about your progress. Even with a deadline approaching, you can allow yourself to feel better about it and not get in over your head worrying about, like, am I going, like, am I working fast enough? Am I going to hit this? Am I going to, am I going to, you know, to, to uh, uh, make this turnaround date. Um, I, I found that it, it makes the stress of, of a production a lot more tolerable, especially if you can like go to, if you can end every day, like saying like, okay, like I got this done and I got this done. Cool. Like it, I mean, cause at the end of the day, at the end of the day, the project's closer to being done than it was before. And that's that's never a bad thing. Yes, um, yeah, like I found with the the much bigger video that I was doing that um, sometimes I do a bit too much, and then uh, the taking like a couple of days does actually uh, feel better than uh, you know just um pacing it better and then missing a day. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I mean, the hardest thing I think, especially for creatives, the hardest thing is to let ourselves uh, rest and to let ourselves have kind of just day days where we don't have to, you know, do something or create something, especially if we're, you know, working on a project for something or for somebody, we, you know, we feel like, uh, like we're obligated to like, you know, to, you know, constantly like, we feel like we're obligated to like, constantly be, be like you know putting ourselves on, on on the front lines you know to make make sure a thing gets done and done well 
you know, and done well because, you know, we're, you know, we're getting paid to, you know, to, you know, make something, you know, creative, you know, it's gotta, it's gotta be good. But, um, it's easy to kind of let yourself forget to take care to take care of yourself too. And I think once that starts happening, it begins to uh, impact the, the, the quality of, of your, your product or your, your, your film. And once again, I feel, I feel like I, I kind of lost the train of thought. <laughs> Sorry about that. Oh, it's okay. Um, but yeah, um, like with, even with uh, putting videos onto YouTube, I find that, um, they have to be like a, a a certain at a certain standard, and if mm-hmm. they're like not as if the the next one isn't as good uh, as mm-hmm. the last one, then uh, it reflects badly on me or something. No, no, I, I totally get that. Um, I've you know I've, I I feel that also. Uh, Nathan can attest to this, I'm sure. He's got, but um, there have been multiple times where I would complete a a film for the 24 hour contest and really struggle with myself uh on whether or not to uh make it public or whether or not to even submit it sometimes just because you know by the nature of making a 24-hour film it's you know it's a it's a it's a it's a step down from what from what you're you're used to and sometimes like and well for me at least it i i i have trouble accepting that so i i understand what what you mean by like having the pressure that you, that we put on ourselves to like have to like ma- maintain at the very least maintain a certain standard of quality if 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 not constantly trying to innovate with each and every 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 new, new thing we do like it, there there's like there's a huge pressure to do that so i i know I, I totally get that and it's i totally get you know being frightened by that cuz it's it, it's it's daunting and it's intimidating. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. Like, um, yeah, I think also seeing that um, I have improved since like the older videos that mm-hmm. um I used to make with like my iPod Touch um, that uh, it's also that's kind of the motivation to yeah. keep improving. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, good on you. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things where yeah like you can you can watch the films you uploaded you know years ago and, and just kind of compare them compare you know what you're working on then to what you're what you're doing now and it, it does help to kind of put put it into perspective and just kind of see you know the the the, the, pro, the progress that y- you've been making it, it's it's reassuring sometimes to, sometimes to do that yeah for sure yeah I don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm just kind of, kind of waxing philosophical here, I guess. But uh, yeah, no, I, 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 to- I totally uh, get what you're saying. Um, so uh, do you, um, so I've seen in a lot of your videos that you do um, your own voices and things, but um, mm-hmm. uh, what, do you, uh, is that something that you like? do and uh, that you enjoy doing or is it just like to have in the video uh do i enjoy voice acting yeah uh very much so yeah yeah um i really love voice acting yeah i i do a lot of my own voice acting in my videos uh in you know in the old days i did it a lot just out of necessity because i didn't really i didn't really know a whole lot of I mean, I knew people, but like, I didn't, I wasn't comfortable, like, you know, asking friends to come voice act for, you know, for my, my Lego videos, just, you know, I was at a particular age. Uh, and I didn't, you know, and I, and I didn't really know, I don't, I don't know voice actors. So yeah. So like in the early days I had to, you know, voice act for a lot of my own stuff out of necessity, but just over the years, I just, I kept doing it because I realized I, I liked it. Um, yeah, no, uh, voice acting is great. Uh, been doing it about as long as I've um, been br- been brick filming, and it's just kind of one of those things that's sort of evolved with me along with you know e- everything else in in animation. Um, I don't, you know, uh, I don't know if I'm any good at it. 
but all I know is I, I, I really enjoy uh, doing it. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess that's all I have. I guess that's all I have to say about that. Right. Um, yeah, I think uh, voicing for your own stuff is really cool. Like I, I did it for a short video that I made and um, I think it's really cool that um, that I was able to bring my own voice into a character mm -hmm. and, and bring it to life with the animation. Right on, right on. Yeah, I've, I think I've always just liked acting. I've never really done much, done like much of it seriously, but you know, you know, school plays and just various little performances just kind of, th just kind of peppered throughout my life. I think I've always just kind of enjoyed, I've enjoyed performance. So I, I think, I think voice acting was just kind of, a, just kind of a natural fit for me. Yeah, I, I actually only um, got into voice acting because uh, I had to do a voice for a video, but um, for mm -hmm. a bigger project, I, I got voice actors through Fiverr um, mm. and hired them to do different uh, bits. Right on. You know, I keep forgetting that Fiverr uh, exists and that like you can actually do things, you know, like like get like get voice actors and stuff on there. Um, how, how did your experience go with that? Um, good, yeah. They they all really um fit the characters really well, and they, they did a really good job. I think that's nice. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I may I may have to uh, give that a shot at one, at some point. Yeah, I recommend it anyway. Right on, right on. Um, so what's your favorite uh, part overall about uh, animating? Oof. That's a good question, man. Um, are you talking just like, uh, sorry. are you talking like my favorite part of the production process or just kind of like my favorite part of just, just like specifically my favorite part of like the process or just kind of like what I love about like brick filming and animation just kind of generally or filmmaking, I guess. Um, yeah, just like your favorite part of the whole production process. <sighs> I think um, what I'm what I've really found myself uh, really gravitating towards lately, and, and like what I find myself having like the most like reaction to lately is uh, actually is in the the uh, the edit. Um, I think I've really kind of uh, taken a liking to like, especially with quarantine days, like vi like video editing, and uh, and even some like light vfx work like I, i've i've found i've i've come to like get really good at like just sitting down and doing adobe after effects work for hours on end and there's something really cool f for me about watching uh, a clip and it's like you know it's raw like you know like the raw form it came out of dragon frame and working and spending so much time on it and then on the other end of that, you get to see you, you, just on the other end of it, you get to see the product of, of all that effort. And especially if it comes out looking like the way you hoped it would, um, it's just a really, really satisfying feeling. And it's even more satisfying when you get to take that footage that you've been working on and drop it into a timeline and start putting, uh, start putting picture to sound and you get to slowly watch your film come to life and slowly start to take shape uh and you might even in while you're doing that you might even like come up with new ideas or start to see things uh in it that you didn't before you, um yeah yeah i mean i mean uh i have a lot of pride in my animation and i think sometimes for certain sequences i have a, i have a lot of fun with it uh but it's also the most grueling part of the process for me so sometimes it's also the most difficult i think it goes back to what i was saying before about the um the the finding the motivation to get started sometimes for me getting started on animating is the sometimes the biggest hurdle because that's the process that at least like most apparently seems to take the most time or like the most energy for me because I, you know i'm up on my feet 
a lot of, I'm usually up on my feet. I'm in, I'm in like a single place for like hours on end. And there's just a certain amount of like mental energy that you have to expend in order to really zone in and focus on getting specific minute movements with your minifigures while also paying attention to however many other things are going on with the shot, whether you're moving your camera, whether the, the, you're doing something with the lighting, you know, whether there's, you know, additional background elements being animated, you know, going on elsewhere. Um, I think the most fun part of animating for me is, is, is being done is, I mean, and I don't mean that in the sense of like, I, I'm glad for it to be over. What I mean is, that feeling you get when you you capture the last frame and you hit the preview button on dragon frame and you get to see it in its in its completed state and when it when when you can you look you watch it and you can come away and you can and you can say i nailed it or you can feel like you nailed it um that is one of my favorite feelings in just about brick filming um that that's that that feeling is a lot of the reason why I have kept doing I have kept brick filming for as long as I have but um as far as the actual like the process I enjoy doing the most I would say it probably is the editing just because I love seeing what was once an idea in my head like like a, a series of pictures and images in my head uh now and it now like that now actually exists. Um, I just, I just, I, I, I really like that. Uh, love, love that feeling, I guess. <laughs> I was struggling for a verb there for a second, but. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Just the, the feeling that um, it's all finally finished is, is a good feeling. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. like sometimes when I'm, when I'd be doing, uh, animating video for so long, I kind of forget like, uh, what at, is at the end of the process. Uh, mm -hmm. And then when I'm finally there, it's like, oh, so it is worth it in the end. <laughs> exactly, man. And like, I have a whole, I mean, there's a whole other, uh, story about that with, uh, the process of editing the cleaners. And I just kind of, it was one of the most like important like moments I've had as a creator was, was in the edit of the cleaners. And I think because for the longest time, the edit, the, the edit of the cleaners uh, terrified me because Nathan and I had been working so, so hard on this film and we, we had finally shot it and it was up to me to, you know, put it together, you know, do a lot in you know, do a lot of the VFX, not all of the VFX. Nathan did some of them, but I did some of like the more complicated, but complicated ones. But it was um, up to me to basically put it together and do the sound design and basically just you know bring the film to life. And uh, it terrified me. I was utterly. I got about like two thirds through it, and then I hit a brick wall, and I was utterly just, just completely at a loss for 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 what to do. I I couldn't figure out the ending. And we had worked so hard on this project and put so much energy, time, resources into it. And I, I was afraid I, w I, w I wasn't going to be able to do it. And I, I shelved the project for like a year and I, I went back to work. I was working at Telltale Games uh, at the time. And yeah, I, I put the, the film on hold and it just kind of fell by the wayside. And um, it was just it's it, it it wasn't until after i got laid off from my job that i eventually returned to the cleaners but it like it was like a year later like i said but um i don't know what happened but just in that time and coming back to it after so long i was able to just look at it with like like a, a brand new set of eyes in a way and just just in in the moment when i sat down to watch it again i figured out exactly what I couldn't do uh, a year ago. Just it just by having that time away from it and just to kind of get get out of my head about it and um, 
and then eventually go back to it just with a new perspective. I, I was able to find the solution in the edit. So for me, editing is just, editing is just, is, is, is about those little moments. It's about finding those moments of epiphany where, where you, you, you feel like you hit a roadblock and you don't know what to do until all of a sudden you do. Um, for me, for me at least. And, uh, it's just, it, 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 there's something really, really satisfying in that something that like, it's reassuring that when you feel like you're, you're letting yourself down. And when you can't, you like, you're not going to be able to get this project done that you're, you're not going to make it good enough that, that you're not, you're not good enough to get it done. Um, ever, you know, don't give in to that feeling. Um, and it's going to be one of the hardest things to do, but one of the smartest things you can do is, is to take a break and come back to it. And who knows you may, once you do, you, you may, you may figure out what was troubling you before. And that for me is, is like kind of is part of the magic of the editing process, I guess. That's my very long winded, <laughs> uh, explanation of that um yeah i've actually watched the cleaners like 10 times over because i think it's just really well done well, thank uh, you well, thank uh, you i appreciate that all. <laughs> thank you yeah. Yeah, i think it's just really good <laughs> yeah. um appreciate yeah. that um um yeah i i also get the the pressure of um editing it as well of like uh, worrying that like all the animation time spent on the actual animation was for nothing and then I just have to um start over with it mm -hmm. yeah it just feel it feels like it would be like letting down the effort if 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 I, I couldn't pull it off you know not that like it, it had all it was all for nothing but it just it's you you you're every the goal is always to is to to uh, sorry how, how do i put this um long and short of it you always want your project to be as as good as it possibly can be and when you feel you come up what you feel like is short in that it's in that regard it can feel a little crushing i guess especially when you put in so much effort in other parts of it if it if it just doesn't come together at the end it's 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 you know it takes it takes something out of you yeah but um but anyways uh <laughs> So is there uh, any like uh, piece of advice that you'd want to give like people who are starting out in the stop motion uh, business? Ooh, um, any adv advice as in like professionally or just just as a hobby, just for stop motion in general? Um, well, just like to uh, improve their their videos uh, and like how to start out in it i suppose okay well um well I, I guess one thing to ask yourself is like i think one the one thing that's good to ask yourself i mean if you if you're an animator and you're kind of at the precipice where you're deciding like is this what i you know what i want to pursue or is this is this just a, a fun time thing i mean really think about like really think about like what you want out out of animation because you know to get yourself to a to a I mean to a professional level it's a, it's a, it's a lot it's a lot of work uh, it's reward it's rewarding because you know you learn a lot and you 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 gain you know the, the confidence of you know of a professional but um if you know you know there's also no shame in you know having stop motion simply simply be a hobby you know um, 
But, <laughs> sorry, I'm, I'm kind of getting away from the point. As far as improving goes, um, my advice is just practice, man. Um, really, there's no other, no better way to improve than just, just to keep animating and just to keep practicing and keep trying new things. Keep trying, like, new techniques or, uh, like, come up with, like, like, like just come up with with some ideas that you've never seen before or try a certain like pose or an action that like you've never you haven't seen done before or you you know experiment you know try try things um but just constantly keep working and and constantly seek to improve yourself like if if you look at a shot and something is not and something about it is just not right or you, you look at a film and you think like i want this to be better like really think about like, what do you want to be better? Like, is it like the animation you want to be better? Do you want to improve the, you know, the quality of your lighting of, of your sets? Um, do you, do you want to, do you feel like you can tell your stories better? Uh, do you want to you know, learn how to write, you know, characters, but you, all these things you will improve at the more you, you practice them and the more you try them. And honestly, the more you kind of fail at them because you know, when you can do something, when you can like do something well, it's great. When you do something poorly, it's a learning opportunity. It's, you know, it's an opportunity to learn, okay, like this clearly didn't work. Uh, why like, let's figure out why it didn't and how we can help it to work, uh, next time. So, um, it's just a matter of just, you know, just putting in the work and putting, putting in the effort and, understanding like how much the you like you want you want to improve because like if you're looking to you know make this a professional thing or you know you're looking to like you know really really take it to the next level you know there are avenues that you can pursue and there are certain things that you know you can you can do to improve that if you're looking to, if you just want to you know if you're just looking for something to for fun uh you know as a free time hobby which is, you know, which is fine, but still, you know, you, um, you still, you know, you want to, uh, sorry, what I mean is if, if you're looking at like, at like a free time hobby, like there's still room to improve, even if, you know, you're not pushing yourself to, you know, become Leica or Ardman level qualities, but there are still things that you can do, you know, or maybe things that you can recognize in your films that you can do to, you know, even, you know, to make these little films that you make for fun, you know, make them even better. Um, so yeah, I guess just, uh, I guess my, my, my advice is, is just keep practicing and keep trying things. Um, don't be afraid to, to step outside of your comfort zone, uh, because that's, that's really the only way that you can, you can improve, um, is, is to sort of force yourself to, to try things that, that you haven't and learn how to do that. So practice makes perfect yeah yeah thanks for um mm -hmm. thanks for the the advice yeah yeah That's of course really, uh, yeah. i think a lot of people who'd be listening would um really uh, be able to use that as um guidance i suppose for um making their own stuff so i hope so um yeah there are plenty of resources online. Uh, you know, I, I, I learned most of what I know from, from online resources. I'm mostly, I am mostly self-taught and a lot of what I learned is just sort of through just trial and error. Um, so really I can't advocate for just, just going for it and just, just, just an animating. I really can't a advocate for that, uh, in, in any, any more strongly because, you know, It, the the animator improves by continuing to animate so just an, animate make stuff and you will eventually get better yeah um yeah because people might spend like uh, several hours on something and then uh, not put it in their video but they're still getting use out of it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. exactly yeah sometimes sometimes it's okay to create without the intent of, of 
showing it off. Sometimes it's okay to just create just for the, just for personal enrichment, just for the, for the fun of it, or, or just cause you're, you're, you're trying something out and you just want, you, you want to see, uh, you want to see how well you can do it or not, you know? Yeah. I am. Yeah. Since I finished uh, a bigger video that I was doing now, I'm just kind of, uh, messing around with um star wars uh lightsabers and stuff to right on, see right what, on. Kind of, what kind of yeah what kind of uh, things i could do star wars is always fun That's... um are you doing like uh like like a lightsaber like a lightsaber duel or some like some stormtrooper battles um just a, a lightsaber fight yeah i'm just right kind of and uh, just improvising a like a minute long fight video or something cool mm. i wanted to do a fight scene for for a, for a long time i haven't done a done one in a while and uh i've always wanted wanted to do a star wars fight fight scene of some kind i don't know maybe, maybe in the future um that'd be cool yeah um so is there anything that you'd want to uh, end the podcast with um I guess uh, check out Quarantine Days. <laughs> there's a uh, episode three is uh, drops this Saturday, and then there's uh, three more episodes after that. Uh, yeah, come check it out. Come support the work of dozens and dozens of incredibly talented animators, especially you know if you're among them yourself. Uh, yeah, no, but uh, yeah, come check it out. It's it's a great time. I I I love the uh, the live premieres and just getting to hang out and uh hang out and uh and chat with the uh, the people and who are also getting to watch it um yeah quarantine days uh saturdays at 5 p.m on the mind game studios youtube channel come check it out uh it's, it's a good time and uh hope to see you there cool um thanks for coming on the podcast oh yeah of course Th thank you for having me this was fun yeah for sure um yeah, I'll leave a link to your channel as well in the description. Cool. So appreciate uh, people appreciate can that. also find it there. Yeah. Great.